גמרא יומה, דף נ"א. Uh, if you say that the par of Yom HaKippurim is considered a Qurban Yahid, which was a whole discussion in itself, how do you consider it? Is it a Qurban Yahid? Is it a Qurban Sibur? But on the side that you want to say that it's a Qurban Yahid. So is it subject to the rules of Timurah or not? We know that a Qurban Yahid is subject, well actually only a Qurban Yahid is subject to the laws of Timurah. What does Timurah mean? where a person says that I want the Kiddushab, my Qurban, to go on that Qurban. He shouldn't do that. Not that he wants to go on that animal. So the Torah knasses the person and says, <coughs> your transfer worked, and both of them are going to remain Kadosh. Your original animal and then the new animal. Now what's the, what's the study of the question? Because the part of Yom Kippur has an element of Yahid, because it is brought by the Kohen Gadol. He actually even pays for it from his own money, as we're going to see. Whereas the, uh, and also it has an element of shutafut, because he's doing it for his brothers, the Kohanim. He's mechaper for them. And we have a law that says, Timurah is not subject to an animal of shutafim. So that was the Bil Azar's question. How do you look at it? Yamara uh, then brought a, um, a rule, and the Gemara said that when it comes to Timurah, we know Timurah. Uh, always goes according to the uh, mitkaper. It's the mitkaper that has the deen to make timurah. Oh, so the question then was a little more crystallized. So it's on the mitkaper. So the chaurad, the mitkaprim are a group of kohanim. So they're shutafim. Those are the mitkaprim. So if it's shutafim of mitkaprim, they should be not subject to the rules of timurah. Gimana said, well, maybe not. We don't know how that kapara works. Maybe the kapara goes through the Kohen Gadol, like we said, it's floating on him, and it goes to him, so it's really a kapara v'yachid, and then it goes to them. Or do we say, no, maybe it's collective, and therefore it is still shutafim. So that's the way we crystallize it a little better. And um, the Gemara came along and brought a, uh, a braita, a tashima, where the Braita was giving us humrot that a regular zevach has over Timurah and Timurah has over zevach. It gave different humrot. And the Gemara said that one of the, uh, one of the humrot is that the zevach has over Timurah is that the zevach can make uh, Timurah. The zevach is subject to Timurah. And it took a Shabbat. Right? There are Zivachim that are Duhe Shabbat and Duhe Tum'ah and they make Timurah. Now in the Havamin of this Gemara we're assuming it's one type of Qurban that we're talking about that has all these Humrot that you could Duhe Shabbat and that's Humrah has a Kula. You could be Duhe Shabbat, you could bring it Betum'ah, you could make it Timurah. So we're looking for one animal that's got all these properties. So the Gemara says, hey, which, which animal are we talking about? Hai Zivach, Hechi Dameh, the Gemara is going a little back. 
The Gemara came along and said, Idi Madi Yahid, if it's a regular Kurban Yahid, it cannot be. Because we know a Kurban Yahid cannot be Doher, not Shabbat, and not Tum'ah. So then we said, oh, so it must be Tum'ah Kurban Sibur. If it's a Kurban Sibur, it's not subject to Timura. So therefore, what was the case? So the Gemara finally came along and said, in the name of um, the game of the Gemara, Elawat um, must be talking about the par. So it's a part of Yom Kippur. So the part of Yom Kippur is a Qurban Hatat. And a Qurban Hatat is brought Ben Biyahid, Ben Sibur. And we know that it's Dohe Yom Kippurim. And, well, it must be subject to Timura. So there you go. There's your answer. The Zeba is talking about the part of Yom Kippur. And we have an answer to our original question that the part of Yom Kippurim is subject to Timura. It's considered a Qurban Yahid. So the Gemara came and says, no, Rav Sheshat said, no, maybe the Zeva that we're talking about is the Ayil. The Ayil of Ola of Aaron Kohen. And therefore, we know that what? Korban Ola is Noheg, Ben Biyachid, Ben Sibur. And we know it's Dochei Shabbat, that is Dochei Tum'ah, and it's subject to Temura. And the Gemara comes along and says, you know what? It's Mr. to say like that. And that's really today's sugya. It's mistaber to learn that we're not talking about the part. That we're talking about the ayil. Why is it mistaber? Because if it was talking about the par, bitmura de par, shabbat bitumah hudelodachia, habbehom ikrav karba. Gemara makes a diuk. Gemara says, You're telling me that why you can't bring the par, oh, I'm sorry, the part of Aaron, uh, which is the hatat, is the shabbat. And it's doche, um, it's doche tum'ah. And it's coming along to say that, but what? There's no temura depar. The Brighter said that zebach is hamur from temura, that zebach is doche shabbat and tum'ah, and temura is not doche shabbat with tum'ah. Implying that what? That behold, you'll bring it. That you'll bring a, 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 a temurat hatat, behold. Is that true? We don't bring a Timurat Chol even on, uh, on Chol. Ha, Timurat Chatati, Timurat Chatati, Mita Azla. So that's why it doesn't make sense to even say that Braita was talking about Hatat. Because the implication would be uh, faulty, would not, would not be emit. So the Gemara says, no, 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 if that's, if that's your whole thing from that point, I could reject what you just said. Lo, the Olam Paro. I could say paro, it's referring to the par hatat, and that what it said, that it's subject to, or the implication was it's subject to, you can bring it to Timura during the week. Umay Timura, Shem Timura. So we're not talking about the specific par hatat at that point when we say Timura. We mean to say is that uh, you would not allowed to, to bring these things on uh, Shabbat, but a regular temura, you would be allowed to bring it uh, during the week. Which means on Shabbat, you would not, not the part, right? The part specifically would not be allowed to bring on Shabbat. Or during the week, I mean, because it's a temura chatat, it doesn't work. But a regular temura of another animal, you would not, you would not to bring. So therefore, in Shem temura, the implication is good. So then we, we, just, we just took temura and we, we expanded it a bit. Timura you could take during the week? Yes, you bring a Qurban during the week. Timurat Ula, whatever it is, you bring it during the week. You can't bring it on Shabbat, Timura, so the implication is correct. 
Mashiachin b'Shabbat, implying what? That you could do it during the week? Yes, you can during the week. Shem Tumurai, outside of a hatat. So they were basically, what we did is... Exactly, exactly. When you, when you say Timurah, it's not one case of Pahatat. It means the genre of, 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 of Timurah. So the Gemara then came along and said, oh, you want to play around with that? Zebach Nameh, Shem Zebach. So when you say the word Zebach in the, in the Braita, so that we were trying to find one Zebach that's got all the Chumrot. So we found the Ayil. We said the ayil, which is a hatat. No, sorry, the ayil is a olah. Can be brought ben biyachi, can be brought b'sibur, can be brought b'shabbat. It's subject to temura. So you found one item. Once you say that it's shem, so then why don't you come along and say also shem zebah, and therefore you can find different zebahim that will have all together these uh, these chumrot. Ve'en ra'ya mimen ashapar oset temura, and then you have no ra'ya. That the par is oseh uh, temura because your whole story was what you want to bring an ayah from the from the writer to say what that initially initially that it's about a par and if oh you see what par can make temura no maybe when it said zebah zebah not talking about a par it's talking about uh, shem zebah therefore certain zebahim can make temura but I'm not talking about the par over there well, it means once you generalize temura you can generalize zebah once you generalize zebah it goes your whole proof. That pan makes temura. So what was even happening? He starts oh, don't matter pan. Once already you're telling me that you were generalizing temura, so then you never had a proof to start off with. You're generalizing uh, zeba, so you could never even make a proof like a tchida that a pan is subject to temura. No, 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 no. Zeba would never have a meaning that it was general. Why? Shem zeba aloketani. We know we weren't generalized. We know when it came to the zeba, we were talking about a specific animal. Why? Mimai. Remember we said the other way. There's a chumrah that Timurah has on, on Zeba. What's the chumrah that Timurah has? <clears throat> Let's say you have an animal. That's a ba'al mum kavua. It's subject to Timurah. What does it mean it's subject to Timurah? If you put the kedushah of an animal on, it, on an animal that's a mum kavua, it'll become Timurah in the sense that what? That you make a pidyon on it, and it has kiddushat goof that pidyon, and therefore, even if he made the pidyon, you'll not be allowed to shear it, and you will not be allowed to work it. Oh, mashe'en ken, bezebah. That was, that's the other side, right? But bezebah, if you have an animal, let's say, initially, and it's a balmum kavua, and you made it kadosh, it's kiddushat damin. It does not have the kiddushat goof. Wait, if you're talking about a general zebah, we found even a gen- in the general zeba. We found one general zeba that if you make it kedushat, uh, uh, if you make it kadosh on kabua, it will have kedushat aguf. So therefore, you cannot re- be referring to general zeba. What's the zeba we found? The by zeba shem zeba We actually found two. Bechor and maaser the halin up al ba mum kabua ve'en yosim dochnik asivdi abed and hashem zeba loketani. Because if you're going to say it's Shem Zebach, meaning the general Zebach, your Humrah of Timurah will not apply. Because you're saying, Timurah is the Humrah over Zebach. No, it doesn't. Timurah, you can make Kiddushat Aguf on a Mum Kavua. Zebach also, you can make Timurah on a Mum Kavua. In Bechor and Maser. Ella must be talking about when it says seven, a specific Zebach. You weren't talking about Shem Zebach. So that although you were able to generalize your Timurah word, but you were not able to generalize your 
Zebah. So now the Gibbara comes along and says, Umay shena temura. So therefore, why don't you have a problem that when it comes to temura, you're going to generalize it, but when it comes to Zebah, <coughs> you don't want to generalize it. Because the Mishnah, by the, the Braita actually is doing that now. You see clearly. The Braita, for some reason, when it came to Timurah, it works when you say the general, general, generalization of Timurah. That what? Timurah, I cannot bring on a Shabbat, but I'm allowed to bring it during the week. But when it comes to Zeva, no, you make that was specific. So you bless it very simply. Shem Timurah Ahati. Zeva Ika Bechor Ve'ika Ma'asir. Because all Timurahs are the same, basically. Timurahs do not have different Halukim in their. Uh, and their rules. So if I could say, Shem Temura, like we just said, when it comes to Zebah, all Zebahs are not created equally. Some Zebahs, like we just said, Bechor and Maaser, do not follow the rules of a regular Zebah, so therefore Zebah must be specific. You cannot include all Zebahim because you're going to run into problems when you come to Bechor and Maaser. And that's the... If, no, if we said, must be talking about the par, and then we said, no, could be it's the aisle. Now we go back, we go back. Oh, so we said... Must be stapad. So we said, no, you have no raya. It can still be referring to the ayil. And if we have no raya, our story of par, is it subject to timura or not? We didn't answer the question from that. We didn't make a proof, at least I should say, from that, from that braita. We didn't make a proof from that braita. We're back to the question. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it considered a private korban or is it considered a shutafut korban? That, that question still, still stands. So the Gemara says, Ulrav Sheshat, now ask Rav Sheshat. True, Rav Sheshat, you figure out the bright of us. The Zebah that we were talking about, that has a Humrah over Timura, you said it was the Ayl. Let's review the Ayl. Ayl is an Ola. What's the Humrah that it has? It's brought by Yahid and Ola, and it's brought by Sibur, which Timura is not brought by Sibur. Number two, it's Dukhay Shabbat, and it's Dukhay Tum'ah. Timurah uh, is not Dukhay Shabbat and not Dukhay Tum'ah. So you see what? It's got the Humrot. It's got all the Humrot. So you, 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 you that's I, right? It works. But why did you bring me I? You could have brought me Kurma Pesah, by the way. Kurma Pesah is the same story, by the way. Kurma Pesah is brought uh, Shabbat. Kurma Pesah is brought B'Tum'ah. And the Chaurah is brought Ben B'Yahid, privately, or Ben B'Sibur, Mashi'enken, Timurah. So for the same reason that you brought me Ayil of Allah, why didn't you bring me Lukme uh, Bepesah? Uh, which has all the same Chumrot. They dochet the Shabbat, veta tumcha, they also Timurah, that's the key one, and I'm also subject to Timurah, my Kurban Pesah, and why is it subject to Timurah? Because obviously at this point they're referring to Kurban Pesah as Kurban Yahid. You have to say that, because otherwise it would not be subject to Timurah. Now, you can't say Kurban Pesach is Kurban Yahid. It is a private individual who brings the Kurban Pesach. So you could have said Kurban Pesach. So why did you jump to Ayel Shil Ola? <coughs> why didn't you say Kurban Pesach? Now, I'm just going to say, why is it Mom Mr. I gave you a case. Why, why, why is it Mom Mr. said Kurban Pesach? Is that, is that a better case? I mean, I brought you a lot. Right, was my, my case wasn't good. Whatever the Gemara asks a question like that, you have to say, it's better to bring this case. Why is it better? So he says, Your Tim Mr. Tabir, the Fresh Abrento, said Kurban Pesach. Oh, and Pesach is called Zebah Pesach. Nice. Where the Ayil on the Kippur is not called. So it's Mombi Duyak in the Lashon. She has Zebah. Therefore, bring Zebah Pesach and it works. Nice. Uh-huh. You don't slaughter Korban Pesach for one individual. You need a group. 
there's a machloket on that. But he holds that what? Once you need a group to slaughter Korban Pesach, so it's Shutafim again. Once it's Shutafim, it's not going to be subject to Temurah. That's why we cannot bring Korban Pesach. Because it's not subject to the rules of Temurah. Why? You got to bring it in a group. You got to bring it by Shutafut. So give it away. Vinuk me Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni, Lechaura, is an individual. The guy was Tameh the first round. He doesn't need a group. So the Chaura, and it's called the Zebah. So therefore, you're very good. Why don't you say Pesach Sheni? Pesach Sheni is brought Ben Biachid, Ben Bisibur. It's brought Beshabbat. It's brought. Oh, Betumah. That's the question. Can you bring Pesach Sheni? Betumah. So the Gemara says, Midah Tumah. As the Gemara is going to say in a second, the whole reason why you're bringing Pesach Sheni is because you were Tameh the first time. Now you're going to bring it Betumah the second time? So therefore, and it's a Mahlokan actually, but obviously the Gemara is taking that side that it's not going to fit all the, all the criteria that we need over here. Because the rule is the Zebah is going to have three leniencies. It's brought Biyachid Besibur, which Pesach can be brought Biyachid Pesach Sheni. We brought it alone, you don't need a group. It can be Dochei Shabbat. Only problem is, it cannot be Dochei Tum'ah. So that, although Tum'ah would make, because of Siyachid, it can make Tum'ah. Sorry, that one doesn't fit. That's why I have to go back to the Isle of Aaron. Can't the original Pesach make Timura if the guy did it before he had Shutafut? He owns the item. He owns the Pesach. He designates Pesach. Before he brings in the group, he can make Timura. I don't know if you can sanctify a Korban Pesach unless you have a group. You need a group to sanctify the Korban Pesach. You, can, you can't sanctify it alone. I always spoke about Timurat Pesach. I think they already called it. No, maybe, maybe not. Okay, fine. So the Gemara says, Amar Remember this? Remember we had two rabbis, the Bimi'id and the Bi'akob. And they were challenging Tanakama's rule. Tanakama's basically rule was that anytime you have a Korban Sibur, Korban Sibur is Doche, all these things, Doche Shabbat, Doche Tum'ah, and everything. No. And Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Meir challenged the cloud. So one of the clouds that they asked was what? Maishina Pesach dekari le korban yachid. Right. They challenged, hey, Pesach is called korban yachid. And still is doche, all these things. Tarek Abish said korban yachid is not doche Shabbat. Korban Pesach is a korban yachid. So you call it korban Pesach, yachid. Fine. And then in the same question, you brought Korban Hagiga. And you said Hagiga is called Korban Sibur, and it's not Dokhe. So hold it. Why is Pesach called the Yahid and Hagiga called Rabim? I mean, the Chaurat, they're both the same. Uh, they're both, both the same. Ella, you're going to tell me, my Shena, Pesach, the Karim, the Korban Yahid, my Shena, Korban Hagiga, the Karim, the Korban Sibur. Why did you call Hagiga a Korban Sibur, a public Korban? I'll tell you very simple, because Hagigah is brought on the holiday. Good, so Pesach is also brought Bikinufia. So for the same reason that you wanted to call Hagigah a Sibur, because it's brought in, with a group, isn't Pesach also brought a group? Ella, what do you want to tell me? When he meant to say Pesach, we're talking about Pesach Sheni. When he said Pesach, he didn't mean Pesach Rishon. In the Kanami, Pesach Rishon might be considered Sibur. Eli was asking for Pesach Sheni that's not 
but the bekenuf you had to want the individual. The guy who was was tamer. And basically, what was this question? Your rule Tanakama was what that a korban yachid is not dochay Shabbat. Hayika Pesach, meaning Pesach sheni. That's a korban yachid. Dochay Shabbat and It doesn't come bekenuf ya. So the Gemara comes along and says it's not Pesach sheni. That's the question. I said, wait, if you're saying that it's on Pesach Sheni, it has got to follow the rules. Because what's the rules? You want to plug in now that Pesach Sheni is the case we're talking about. <coughs> well, Pesach Sheni should be Doche Shabbat. It should also be Doche Tum'ah. Because that's the rules over there. We're saying that all these things have the, 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 the kulot. Tanakh rule was what? That anytime you have a a korban sibur, korban sibur doche Shabbat, it's doche tumat, doche all these things over here. So what did the Gemara come along and say? The Gemara said, "Oh, Yaakov and Rabbi Meir asked on him. They said, 'Vayikah Pesach.' And what's Pesach? Pesach is a korban yachid. What do you mean Pesach korban yachid? Pesach sheni is a korban yachid, and it should be doche and it's doche all these things. Ah, bemet so doche all these things. So the Gemara said, 'Amarle, keman damadache.'" Yeah, obviously you have to say that he was Tanakama of that Braita. Tanakama of that Braita must hold like the opinion that says Pesach Sheni is Docheb Tum'ah. And therefore, Rabbi Meir was asking, according to you, you should have said Pesach Sheni. He's asking Aliba, Aliba Tanakama. Tanakama must hold that Pesach Sheni is Docheb Tum'ah. So the Rabbi Meir is Tanakama, the Shitatcha. That hold is doche. Why didn't you say your rule is not a rule? Because otherwise, Takama can say back, when you ask me, I don't hold like that. You do hold like that. They was asking him, why did you why limit your case to only Korban Sibur? Even Korban Yahid is doche. And what, what's my Korban Yahid? Pesach Sheni. The Tanya, how do you know it's a Mahalukit, by the way? We're going to show you now it's a, how it's a Mahalukit. So the Tanya, Pesach Sheni, Rohet Shabbat. The end of the Rabbi Huda, who's the Tanya Kama. Of that brayta omer tocheta tumah, tan as a biuda. So therefore, in that brayta can't be the bimir because bimir argues. So therefore, you see what that it's about looking is pesach sheni docheta tumah or not? My tamah the tanakama. What's the reason of tanakama that it should be docheta tumah? Amalecha, which means my son. My tamah tamalecha of that brayta that said it's not docheta tumah. Amale me pene tumah the chitov yaselu be tumah exactly. The whole reason why you push them off depends because he was tameh. Now you can tell the room with tumah. And what's the other shita hold? Rabbi Yehuda, Malecha, Amar Kicha Kichol, Hukat Pesach, Yasu Oto, Vafilu Betumah. The Torah Azid Alav Lazoto Betahara. Lo Zacha, Yasu Betumah. Hey, listen, we're, we're trying. We're trying to bring it be Betahara. But if you can't bring it Betahara, no problem, bring it Betumah. Oh, so the Gemara comes along and says, it. So that, 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 that's the whole, that whole subject over there. So basically, we really didn't answer our question yet. We're still holding <coughs> by the question, can part of Kohen Gadol B'Yom Kippur be subject to the laws of Temura? Realize that question stands. Exactly, Realize that question stands. I mean, again, we get caught up in, in, in side things. We went off on a tangent. We got to go back to the, to the, to the, to the question. So the Gemara says, wait, wait, we have a very easy answer. Very simple. Who pays for the Qurban of the part of Kippur? Aharon has to pay for it. The Queen Gadol, I should say, has to pay for it from his own money. 
Finished. What's he have to pay from his own money? It's his. It's his. It's Korban Yachid. If it's Korban Yachid, it should be subject to Temura. Detanya. Ashid lo. Meshid lo mevi. Velo meshil sibur. Doesn't come from the public funding. Yachol lo yavi meshil sibur. Sheena sibur mit kaperimbo. Abal yavi meshil yachav akoanim. Sheena yachav akoanim mit kaperimbo. I understand. The Sibur doesn't uh, 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 participate because they're not getting a kapara. But maybe a Hava Kohanim that do get kapara should participate. Tamud Omar, again it says, Ashelo, a second time. To come and tell me, only him. Yachol lo yavi, vimhevi kasher. Maybe it's a tachila, but if they, if, they, if they took it from public funding or from the Kohanim, it should be good. Tamud Omar, a third time. Shuv, Ashelo, shana katuv, so let's stop here for a second. That means the fact that the Kohen has to pay for it himself is ma'akev. He cannot even take money from anybody else. And if he is, it's not kasher, the korban. So what do you see from over here? It's a private korban. So they would just say very simple. Since the Kohen has to fund it, it's his korban. And what this korban, it's considered subject to uh, Tamura. And, and the Kapara will say it floats. It floats on the Queen's head. Right. Exactly. So Gabara says, Vilitamech. So Gabara says, wait, wait, wait. We know that you got me on a technical here that the Queen has to pay for it. But you have to admit to me, You can't say that it's totally Aaron's Korban. Because then it's not subject to kapara for anybody else. <laughs> so you have to say that there's some element of shutafut over here. You, you can't deny the kapara factor. You're right, you got me. He pays for it, he can only pay for it, all that stuff, no problem. But if, if you're making it so strict like that, then what do you do with the kapara for the other people? Can I buy a kurban, pay for it, don't let anybody say, no, this is for me and everybody else. Who's everybody else? Not everybody else. Oh, the only way kapara works is they have to have a, a hanik. So how's that going to work? So Ella, what do you have to say? Shani <laughs> be'gazad Aaron, meaning the treasury of Aaron, <laughs> when he pays for something, the afkere rahmanag be'ahav ha'kohanim. Ah, it's afkere. You have to say that his money becomes hefker, and therefore it's like the brothers have a chalik. Oh. So, therefore they have a chalik in it. Once they say halik in it, and the same way you're going to come along and say that you have to the only way they can get kapara is that have a halik. Because otherwise they don't know no participation in it. And therefore, what are you gonna say? Yeah. And therefore what? It belongs to the to the brothers. So say the same thing like a That what? I can come along and say the even the Kohen has to buy it himself. However, Shani Big Azad Aaron, that his ownership of the Qurban is different. And therefore, it belongs to them as well. And there's Zokhir for Kapara. And therefore, at the bottom line, it's Zokhir from that money. It's possible. It's possible. We don't answer the question. It's possible that they should have it's not it's You can go either way again. It's possible that they get a shutafut directly, or it's possible that it floats on Aaron, which means the fact that you showed me that Aaron pays for it doesn't change anything in that question. Think about what I wanted to say. Oh, the fact that he pays for it, there's your answer. 
He pays for it. It's Kurban Yahid. It's subject to Timurah. Have a good day. Gemara said, not so fast. When he pays for it, you have to admit that it doesn't mean that it's solely his. It's the, the brothers of the Kohanim still have to have some sort of ownership in it to get kapala. So therefore you see that even though he pays for it, Begazav Aaron belongs to Afkirin, therefore they have it. Oh, so once you say they have it, so therefore you're back to what? Ligabet Timura, it's quite possible that the rabbis also said, the Bedin said, yeah, they're your, they're your partners. And if it's your partners, it might not be subject to Timura. Well, it, it, it might be, by the way. Because if you say, yeah, they're subject to Kippurah, but from Aaron's, Amaron, it on Aaron. So were, the question still remains in the base, which means even though we showed you that he has to pay for it, that doesn't change anything over here. They were back to square one. The Bidazah's question, the Gemara says, nothing. Leave it open. Leave it open. I don't know why some sugyot leave it in a tiku and some sugyot just leave it. Let's say tiku, some, no. yeah, some, some say tiku and some say, okay, leave, leave, leave it over over here. But over here, it's not a tiku, it just leaves it over. Okay, matnitin the botai. Hayam ma'alich back. Now we're going to get, let's just review over here. Now, this next sugya over here <coughs> is just telling us the flight path of the Kohen Gadol. He's got to get from the Hechal into the Kodesh Kodashim. So we just want to know, he's got to bring the, the Ketoret in, and the Mahta. So we just want to know how he walks into the Kodesh Kodashim. What is it? What, what, he has some obstacles. He has a Mizbeach Penimi, he has a Menorah in the south, and in the north he has a Shulchan. So there's some obstacles here. So obviously he's not going to walk into uh, the wall. He's going to walk around something. So we just want to know, uh, how, how does he walk around? Another fact is to remember, the construction of the... Mishkan and the first Beit HaMikdash and the second Beit HaMikdash all were different in nature. The Torah clearly says you need to have a separation between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim. That's called the Parochet. That, no, everybody agrees. You have to have some sort of line of demarcation. In the Mishkan, you had a curtain. It was called the Parochet. Very simple. In the first Beit HaMikdash, you actually had a wall. There was a mamash, a wall that was uh, constructed and that was the that was the the wall was actually an ama, ama thick, and on the northern side there was like a little opening, like a door. The northern side, and you would come in there and you go into the kodesh kodeshim. In the second Beit Hamikdash, if you could believe this, they didn't put a wall up, they put a curtain. But actually, they put two curtains. They put two curtains with a space. The curtains would you would enter through the south, then walk across, and then enter again to the north. He always entered to the north into the Kodesh Kodeshim. Now, why did they make the zigzag uh, two curtains? Because they had a sefik that this wall that they had in the first temple, which has to be the separation, where was the separation? <coughs> was the separation in front of the wall or in the back of the wall? Where, 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 where's the border? Where's the border? Between the Kodesh Kodeshim and the Kodesh Kodeshim. Exactly. So therefore, in order to solve that, they put one in the beginning and they left an, um, like a space in between and one at the end of that wall. So therefore, Memanafshak, you're covered, you have a space between the Kodesh Kodashim. Is it in the beginning of the Amat Traska, what Amatraskin they call it, or, or, or the back of it? That's where they put two, two, uh, two curtains. Very good. And by the way, remind you, the curtains again, if there's two curtains, you're going to go from the south, go across to the north, and then you go to the Kodesh Kodashim. Now, we need to know uh, in the second Beit not everybody agrees with that. 
what I just said, that there was two curtains. There's an opinion of Rabbi Yoseh that's going to say there was one curtain even in the second Beit HaMikdash. And it was open on the north side. And you went in straight. But that's the that's, that's type of Mahalokas. So these are major Mahalokas over here. how the Beit HaMikdash was. Also, it was open, straight. Uh, yeah, straight to the Kodesh It wasn't a zigzag. Fine. Now we're going to see the Mishnah. Yes, Mahon. When, when, the, when the Kohen Gadol walks through that head, according to the Nadi you see, he goes through, that, that hallway that he's walking between it's the Sefeq. curtains. We don't know what it is. In that area. Is it Kodesh or Kodesh So while he's walking in he that walk. area. He, it's a Kohen Gadol. It's allowed to be there anyway. Ah. He can be there. It's it's the area, that area is Sefeq. Sefeq. Exactly. But family. he's okay. He's okay. He's if he's a Kohen you'd have a problem yeah. to walk in that area. Kohen <laughs> we wouldn't let in that area because it's Sefeq. But he can't. We don't know if he passed it or he's going to pass it. No man's No man's So it's middle. It's a fickle actually. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. The, but the, the bite Rishon. Wall. The wall. And there's an opening in the north side. Yes. So the parochet is... is no parochet. That's the parochet. Oh, there was no parochet? It was a wall. But we said we have to put the... That's a parochet. It's a wall. It's a partition. Oh, it's a partition. Oh, it's a partition. Oh, Permanent partition. Oh, wow. Okay. Parochet means in Mishkan, temporary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a curtain. No. We always say curtain. That'd but it's not a curtain. It's a wall. That's a straight wall. Solid wall. A thick Thickness of an amma. All right, let's read. Hayam mehalich b'hechar. Now the kohen gadol walks into the hechar. Ad shemagir ben shte haparochet. So obviously we're talking about the second bet hamikdash. He gets to the two parochets. Hamavdilo ben akodesh ben akodesh kodashim. That's separate between the kodesh kodesh kodashim. Ubeirehem amma. Like we explained, in between them was the amma. Bet hamikdash lishon actually had a wall that was thick, an amma. The biyose omer lo aitashim ben haparochet echad belvad. Now look, the Bible says in the second bit of Mignash, there was actually one parochet, as we said. Parochet. Parochet. One parochet. They don't need two, uh, two parochets. Gemara. Shepid kamar de urebi yosei de rabbanan. Hey, Rabbi Yosei, you have a good claim. It says parochet. What are you putting two parochets for? Asking on the construction of rabbanan. Gemara says, Amnicha, how do you mean to be a mishkan? You're right. In the mishkan it says parochet. Abba be Mignash, sheni... You didn't have that amatraxin from the first temple. They didn't make it out of a wall. And therefore, what? Umigdash Rishon, Havai. Who the Havai in the first place? You had this wall. And we had a sefek on that wall of the first Beta Migdash. Which means, the, where is the Lifnim, meaning Kodesh Kodeshim, where is Lachutz? So what do we do? The parochot. By making two parochot, you put the line either in the beginning of the wall or at the end of the wall. It's true, that middle area is sefek as well. <coughs> if the outer parochot is the border, then that inner space is Kodesh Kodeshim. If it's not, then the border is after the inner space, the border is after the second wall. Since we had a sefek, so we did both. No, they didn't make a wall. I don't know why they didn't make a wall. They didn't make a wall in the second bit of Mikdash. They didn't make a wall. They didn't make a wall. They made a, a, wall, yeah. they made a, they made a parochia in the second bit. Too much. They're trying to accomplish that. Why don't they make only one? He didn't say. Why didn't they make a wall? No, no, no. Okay, forget about the... No, because no, the Torah says, V'hivdila. You need to make a hivdil. Exactly. And the spot. You must make a hivdil. It's a v'hivdila. I've been called as a Kodashim. So you got to put something there. They're hedging. 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 The note, said, the note said it wouldn't be sturdy, that it couldn't do it. Wouldn't be sturdy. Oh, it was taller. Oh, because it was a bit taller. Fine. He said they couldn't do it because it was taller. Fine. Now the botai, you have the construction. 
We read that she won the second. We read the second. We read the second. No, just get just get the sugya. I don't want to lose the trend. Taru banam ben amizbeach lemenorah hayam mehalech devre Rabbi Yehuda. We have good news over here. We have pictures for all these over here. So the Kohen Gadol is walking into the uh, into the into the hechal. When he walks over, this is the mizbeach haketoret over here. So he's walking to the south. This is the south wall over here because that's where the menorah is. So he walks between the menorah and the mizbeah. See, that's his path. He walks via the menorah, and then he walks what? Right where he needs to be, in the south, because that's where the entrance is. The entrance of the first parochet is in the south, and then he'll walk across to the north, and then he'll walk right in. So basically, he's traveling on the south side of the... That's the first opinion. Tanur Banan, I'm reading again. Ben amizbeah le menorah. Yeah, so the botai, you have to uh, uh, just remember that we learned earlier that there was a little gap between the mizbeah and the menorah. If you learned that the menorah was actually in between, in between and he, he can't fit, fit in there. But we learned actually the menorah, the, the, the mizbeah was set back a bit, so there was a space for the Kohen actually to walk. Just pointing that out. Tarah Banan. So Ben Amizbeach Lemenorah Hayamayin Echtevre Rebbe Yudah. Rebbe Meiru Ben Ben Shulchan Lemizbeach. He actually says he walked on the north side between the Shulchan and the Mizbeach. And we'll see that opinion in a second. The Yesh Omri Ben Shulchan Lakotel. Oh, which means remember we learned that if you had one Shulchan, uh, or not one, you had a Shulchan on the north side, but it wasn't against the wall. You had two and a half amot from the Shulchan to the wall. So actually, according to this Yesh Omri. The Kohen would walk against the northern wall and walk straight in. Now we're going to see the opinions. We have three opinions over here. Either he takes a southerly route on the side of the menorah, or he takes a northerly route in between the shulchan and the mezbeah, or he takes the most northerly route against the wall and goes in. So we're going to explain the mahlokan over here. Man yesh omrim. Who's this yesh omrim? If you hold that there was one curtain, like we learned in our Mishnah, and you hold that the opening of that curtain was in the north, it's the most logical route. Go straight in. Go against the northerly wall. There's space between the Shulchan and the wall. And go right in. So it's a direct path. Makes sense. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, he holds there was two curtains. So since it was two curtains, so the opening of the first curtain was in the south. So it doesn't make sense to go take the northerly curtain and have to walk all the way across. So they will take a southerly route. What was the southerly route he took? Via the, uh, between the menorah and the mizbeah. And then when you go across the menorah and the mizbeah, basically you're still on the southerly side, and you go right in. So Gemara says, Here's the he took a northerly route, but not a complete northerly route. He went in between the Shulchan and the Mizbeah. So who does he hold like? The Gemara is going to ask a simple question. If you hold there was two curtains and the opening is on the south, so take the southerly route. If you hold there was one curtain and it's open in the north, go against the wall. What, what, what does he hold like? Uh, uh, this is Rabbi Meir. 
He holds like Rabbi Yosef. One curtain and it's open in the north. Only problem is he holds there was no space between the, menorah, the shulchan and the wall. The menorah was flush against the wall. Not menorah. The shulchan, the shulchanot actually, were flush against the wall. So therefore you could not have a, you couldn't get there. So therefore you had to go between the shulchan and the mezbeah. Now why is that so? Because he said, Shulchanot Safon Bidarom Munahim. Okay, we just learned this on Friday's Haftarah. And the one we learned. Remember we learned Shilawan Melech, when he made the Bet HaMikdash, he made uh, ten Shulchanot. Besides the Shulchan of Moshe, he put five to the right and five to the left. Remember? There's a Mahloket we learned, which direction were those Shulchanot facing? If you hold, like the B Meir holds, they were facing north-south. So north-south means that you had uh, five uh, shulchanot uh, starting from the wall, like the pictures over here. I'll show it to you here. I'll explain to you the numbers in a second. Five shulchanot going north-south, the table of Moshe, and then five tables going no, so there weren't ten in a row. It was five, the table of Moshe in the middle, and then five next to it. Now, the width of these tables was two amot. So therefore, altogether, back to back to back to back to back, was ten amot. Why is it important to know that? The tables have to be in the north. Now, if the whole ulam was 20 amot, so at the ten amah, 10.1 already, you're in the south. So you got to get all these tables in the 10 amot of the north side. Now, if you're going to put the first table off the wall a little, the last table, part of it is going to be in the south. So therefore, if you hold like this, you got to put them against the wall. Beautiful. So what do you gain by putting them against the wall? You got five tables, 10 amot, all of them are... In the north, even the last table borders it, but it's still in the north. Fantastic, but problem. You can't walk against the wall. So therefore, he said, you got to walk in between the Mizbeah and the Shulchan. And therefore, it'll be okay. There was space over there to walk in between the Mizbeah and the Shulchan. And like I said, the Mizbeah was re- recessed back a little. And therefore, to the east. And therefore, there was room to go in between. Now, now there was one, and, and there's only one parochia, according to Bimir. So you walk, then you walk to the north again, and you walk right in. Now, it's important to remember that there's another shita that holds the tables actually went east-west. So if you hold, they went east-west. So therefore, you're able to push them off the wall a little, two and a half amah, which would be the other shita of Rabbi Yosef, that says, since you had a space there, go right in, bingo, go, go, go right in. So the Gemara comes along and says, the shulchan is blocking the wall. That's one reason why the B Meir uh, uh, said to go in that system. Oh, now if you hold that mezach ma'arav, so then you have room. So the Quran and the just say, go like the Biyoseh, walk against the back northern wall and walk straight into the Kodesh Kodashim. No good. Mishum shechina lav orach al'ah 
למעל הדיה. Which means it's not proper to have a straight path where you see the Kodesh Kodashim the whole time. Therefore, it's Derech Eretz to walk not directly in front of the Kodesh Kodashim. You could have done that because you hold this east-west. It's, it's, the space is there. Look at the top of the sheet. The top of the sheet. <laughs> right, the perifah is the opening of the of the door, which means it's not be kavod from to benefit and look at the, uh, the what do you call it the uh, the kodesh kodeshim the whole time. The was open. It was open. It was one curtain. So you see part of the kodesh kodeshim. You don't see maybe the aron. You see inside. That's the point. We'll read one Rashi today. <laughs> the last Rashi on Amud Beth, which gives you the nice history of the ten Shulchanot of Shalom HaMelech. Shulchanot Safon Vedarom Munachim. Eser Shulchanot Asa Shalom Shneemar, Hamesh Miyamin, Vehamesh Misimo. Good. They weren't, they weren't you know, in a, in, a, in a line. Only question is, are they Yamin small, meaning uh, uh, north-south or east-west? That's the question. Right, that's for sure. Don't say five on one side of the door and five on the other side, because then the other side is going to be in the south. That's for sure. They cannot be on other sides of each other. Beauty. Right, the last, the most southern table, which is the last table from the wall, will be in the south. That's why he cannot walk by the wall, because it's against the wall. That's why he said he has to walk between the Shulchan and the Mizbeah. Right, she's asking a technical question. Hey, what about the mizbeach blocking? Also, there's no room between the last table and the mizbeach because the table, the, the, the mizbeach, right in the middle. It's off to the east a little. So there was a gap. Yevarak finishes and says, Would it be Yoseh? Why is he allowing you to walk across the back wall, the northern wall? Eyes of Nizon from the Shekhinah. Which means everybody's able to. Um, to pray. And therefore, what does that do for us, Rashi? Which is amazing. You don't need to go directly. You don't need the coin to pray for you. Everybody prays for themselves. 
Right, if a guy has a problem, let him come to the Beit HaMikdash and put his hands out and let him pray directly. Right, which means therefore, this Shiluhan, it's kavod for him to go straight in. Therefore, because he's, he's representing Kla Yisrael, and therefore it's... Uh, so it is it's it's not, it doesn't go against the Derech Eretz. He's saying, Israel Which means he's also just as Habib as everybody else. And therefore, there's no problem of the Kohen Gadol to go. He's not just representing Kla Yisrael. He himself is, is, is not going to go pray for himself. Everybody, everybody's Habib, basically, they're saying. Including the Kohen Gadol, Kohen Gadol Israel. Therefore, at least that's the way he says that she explains it. Shemo'ila tefilat kol ahad b'Yisrael la'atzmo. Like it says the Pasuk. Rabbeinu Hananel mefaresh, Sheshaliyah hamuskar b'gemara, kavanatul le'pa'amone ha'zahav. Or shayu teluyim b'shulei ha'me'ir shul Kohen Gadol. He had the, 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 the bells. بشارين that he can come in without having to even ring the bell. So therefore, therefore, we don't need a shaliyah on Kippur. You don't need the bells. The bells are the shaliyah. Nice job. Which means, so you see Kippur, but Allah says, today, walk straight in. That's the ayah, that you don't need the shaliyah. You don't have the bells. That's a, that's a nice explanation. Therefore, He's explaining to me, you'll say, why you walk straight into the Kodesh Kodesh, you don't have to worry about being the zone. Because you see, Kibbutz is different. The fact that they didn't make you wear the, need the bells to announce yourself, it's Habib. And according to Rashi, but let's get that she's clear. What's that she's explanation? That she's saying, since Klai Yisrael doesn't need a Shaliyah, that we're able to pray to God directly. So that shows you the Habibut that Kodesh Kodesh has for Klai Yisrael. Then we're going to go right in. Your question, Gemara. Fine, Rabbi Yehuda, why don't you walk on the southern wall, in between the menorah and the wall? There was two and a half amma, and therefore, you hold there was two parochets, and the parochet was open to the south, so walk straight in against the wall. Just like Rabbi Yosef walked on the northern wall, straight in. Why don't you walk straight in on the southern wall? Gemara says, which means it's going to dirty his garments. The menorah is on that wall, but next to that wall. And therefore, what? They have the ashan, they have the smoke. So therefore, if he's going to walk, his garments might rub against the wall and ruin the garments. So therefore, we said, you know what? We don't want his garments to get dirty. Rashi. Right, Then our maintenance come in yet that day, so therefore the walls are still black, and therefore we don't want it to uh, ruin his clothes.